Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive. And that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan and with me always is Kyle, creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. How are you doing, Kyle? Uh, doing good. Had a good Christmas. Not a great trading week, but you know we get into that. I uh, I had a good Christmas too. Somebody gifted me the uh, Marvel year by year visual guide to their entire history of all their comics. So I've got a lot of reading t to do with my eyeballs. I got a new uh, set of headphones, so I'm kind of excited about that. Over the ear? Hopefully that makes our recording sound a little bit better. Yep, exactly. All right. All right, folks, come on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, and rage against the stock market machine with us. And welcome to any new listeners just joining us. We're here to smash our way into a complete set of china here in the shop, because uh, that's how you get a good set of china. You just keep smashing it over and over. <laughs> well, we're here to share our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut those losses. And we've got a breathtaking, glamorous, manic show for you today. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than Seth Rogen at a pot farm. Ah, Pineapple Express uh, reference. Pineapple. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Back on the pot. Back with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, 
folks, reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. And if you're old school, the emails at uh, two bulls at financialineptitude.com or maybe even a phone call at 725-22-BULLS. We love hearing from you, no matter which way you choose. I still can't get over the fact that you're calling email old school. That, that seems yes. so wrong. <laughs> That's what grandparents do. They send email. That's what you use to sign up for businesses. That's not what you use to talk to people. Yeah, that's where you get all your spam and junk. Yeah, right? <laughs> all right, Kyle, as always, let's start off the show talking about the results from our bet last week. I bow to the king. Ha <laughs> ha, yes. <laughs> is this your first yes. week? Yes. I, uh, this is the first week of December in which I have won the bet, and oh boy, did I crush it. Ooh, big gains. All right, so I had Stone Co. LTD, STNE. Kyle had Bed Bath & Beyond, BBBY. Uh, I, I will start off, as always, with the, the, the loser of the week. Kyle's <laughs> pick, Bed Bath & Beyond, went from $18.45 opening on Monday to $18.60 closing on Friday for a solid 1% gain. Kyle, that moves your dollar that, total up from $587.45 to $593.32, almost a full $6. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. And the worst part was because of where I bought it when I moved into it on Monday, I, was, I actually lost a little bit on that, but we can cover that too later. <laughs> I did too. I did Oops. too. Uh, so, so uh, STNE went opened Monday at eighty one ninety one, closed Friday at eighty five seventeen for a solid four percent gain. That's right, four times your percentage points, buddy. That moves my uh, my very very humble and meager total of three hundred eighteen dollars thirty nine cents up to three hundred thirty one dollars thirteen cents. Woo! Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm closing in. I'm closing that gap. We only, <laughs> we only have $160 between us, which means if you lose money, well, I make 50%. Yes. Well, I'm thinking I might make this week interesting to close out the month. So <laughs> so you might have some hope here. I'm gonna, I might go with a real risky one. Oh, all right. Well, you're going to have to stick around to the end, folks, to get the, get the new bet, because we're going to move on to the news. Music. Well, it's all for the money. Tune to the show. Need a good story so my margin grows. Or won't you listen to all our news? You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News. Ba-boom. All right. Uh, why don't you start us off this week, Kyle? Uh, well, fortunately, we have to talk about, again... Stimulus. Stimulus. Stimulus was signed, agreed, all done. Well, not signed. That's the problem. Uh, Congress, <laughs> both sides, unanim are almost unanimously approved. They have veto-proof majority approving this thing. And Trump has now decided he does not want to sign it because he wants bigger payments to everybody. The checks aren't big enough. The current uh, agreement has uh, $600 payments going out to the people, but he wants 2000 Right. God damn it. <laughs> like, we're so close. We're almost done with this. We, yeah, right? We, we opened the week on some good movement and, and just hammered down with, with that news. I think $600 isn't enough, but I would rather have $600 now than $2,000 in a month. Well, who knows when that's going to be. If they even do it. I mean, uh, the House has tried. The House got together 
They tried to push this through, make an amendment. The GOP blocked the bill when the Democrats tried to amend it. Gotcha. So now the question is going to be, what happens to the one that's sitting on you know Trump's desk? Is he going to is he going to just go ahead and approve it just so we can get something out there? Because you know it's not just the stimulus payments that have have a direct effect on people out there. It's it's the extra three hundred dollars a week on unemployment, and because well, of the big, delay yeah. already, yeah, that's not. That's already going to, there's going to be a lapse of at least a week in that going out to the people now. Uh, if he just sits yep. on this and lets it kind of die in his desk, then, you know, who knows when that's going to get restarted. Right. And that, that money isn't sitting in accounts. When people are getting that money, they're spending it. They're, they're spending it. It's propping up our GDP. Yeah. Yes. It's been good for the market. Like That's the main reason why I've been paying attention to it. <laughs> oh well i do i do hope we get some sort of conclusion soon but if he doesn't sign it from what uh, i understand from what both of us have researched that it's uh it's going to take a a new session of of the legislators to get it to override that veto that's yeah we were discussing that uh last week trying to figure out what the ramifications are like he can't hold it up indefinitely by not signing it uh, after a certain period of time, I believe it just automatically vetoes it. And while Congress has enough of a majority to uh, veto or override his veto, he can delay it long enough to where Congress is no longer in session and have to reconvene in order to retake up that, that issue. Yeah, yeah. To pass it, so there could be quite a quite a long delay before anything actually gets resolved. It could be. I think they come back on uh, the sixth to to do the electoral college stuff so it it could be mm-hmm. another couple weeks another couple weeks of this madness Ugh, right so over it uh, and then after that gets done then we get to listen to joe biden's plan comment on that one <laughs> the never-ending stimulus i guess it is a good uh time to bring up the market will be reacting to the georgia runoff elections that are also happening that second week of january uh the beginning of january mm. I do anticipate if two Democrats win the Senate, which I've said on this show before, I don't think is likely. If they were to do that, then we're we're gonna we're gonna see a, a, a little bit of volatility. The markets are gonna react to that. I don't think the markets are gonna like that. I think uh, uh, sustainable companies, green energy companies, will like that. But overall, we'll we'll see we'll see some turbulent times if if that's what happens. Well, you you pointed out before that. Yeah, the split Congress with the Democratic president is like the that's that's the dream scenario for the stock market or for investors. Yes, yes. So so if one or more Republicans win in the Senate, uh, I think I think we'll see a nice boost from that. We'll we'll have a good few days uh, of of the S and P, Nasdaq, and Dow up on that news. It's good that you brought up the Georgia elections because uh, that that seems to be the motivation. I think that Trump is calling for these bigger stimulus plans as he's worried about losing that election which is kind of weird because now he's he's putting mcconnell and and the republican party in a really shitty spot because now they got to choose between angering their base and trying to cater towards you know uh the runoff elections in georgia and not pissing off the voters there because there is a chance if this gets held up that they get just fed up with the republicans in general and yeah you know rebel against them so it should be interesting month coming up very yeah very beginning of january a lot of stuff going down part part of me feels like like maybe i should pull out of the market a bit and just sit on some cash for the first couple weeks of january uh but i couldn't (laughs) do that i love the game too much i can't stop playing no matter what what's happening me too (laughs) 
All right. So uh, moving on, uh, I got I got a little bit to talk about here in the news. Uh, Japan has announced they're going full electric vehicle by 2030. Ten oh, years. Really? Another another country's doing it now. Another country's doing it now, uh, which means we've already seen uh, Nissan has a lot of electric vehicles. They've had the Leaf forever. Uh, Toyota's is talking about. Uh, moving into electric and if the country of Japan has now said we're going fully electric we can expect all Toyota models to have an electric option here in the next 10 years uh, and we include GM I mean this is just the direction of the future and and I'm I'm happy to say I I got I'm already in I I have a I have hail h-a-i-l it's a, a an electric vehicle mm. ETF uh, I expect that to be a long-term growth winner, and in ten years, it's gonna it's gonna have seen me some really good movement. Yeah, that should be your long-term savings account plan. There, <laughs> it is. That that's exactly part of what I'm doing. It's in my savings account. Split that between that one and marijuana, and you should be good to go. You're ten years <laughs> in the future. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. Hundred <laughs> percent. I I believe both those things will be. It just standard in 10 years, big industry, they're, they're going to, yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Anyway, big electric vehicle news coming out of Japan. Tesla's going to see a lot of competitors uh, springing up all over the place. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, competitors to Tesla, NIO has announced, you know, we love NIO here, the, the electric Chinese electric vehicle maker. They've announced they're uh, going to unveil their new sedan meant to be a direct competitor to competitor to the Tesla Model 3. January 9th, they're going to they're going to unveil their new sedan. All right, yeah, that's uh that should be a a good day for Neo there. I'd be curious to see how or what the reveals are on that uh that direct com- competition for the Model S. Uh not the Model S. That's the Model 3 it's competing against, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, I think we'll see a little bit of movement upwards just from the announcement that they're going to to show the car. Yeah, we'll probably see the same thing we saw with AMD and their big reveal for like Big Navi. Probably the same thing where it runs up up until the release. And as long as they don't get any, um, you know, pale, pasty white guys up there talking about their product, hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> hopefully that continues. <laughs> but. Right. I don't know if they've announced pricing on that or, or anything else or, or range or any of the other features, but uh, that's definitely going to be interesting to see how it compares to that Model 3. Yes. And could be a huge boost to it. Yeah, if they come out and they, they show a car that's got comparable range and and stats compared to Tesla's, then I imagine we're going to see some really, really big movement on that stock. A lot of people flooding in saying, wow, this is this is a true competitor. You know, we've seen Tesla go, the price of Tesla just rise and rise and rise and rise and rise because people believe right. in the electric vehicle market. And, and I think, well, the cult of Elon Musk as well. But uh, we'll see a lot of that same excitement moved over to NEO. Further, speaking of Tesla, I did see a nice uh, fun article talking about uh, in 2018, Elon Musk was really sweating the company and he approached Apple, reached out to Apple and said, hey, I would love to sell Tesla Motors to Apple for $60 billion, $60 billion two years ago. Apple didn't even take the phone call. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even talk to him about it. 
And here we are, it's been two years later. And the company he tried to sell for $60 billion is worth $660 billion. Literally 10 wouldn't times even, over. They wouldn't even pick up the phone. No, no, they, they, they had no Ugh. time for him. They had no time for him. And, and the timing of, of, of Musk talking about this is not coincidental uh, because Apple has been making rumblings. They're, they're about to get into the electric vehicle industry and, and reports have said that they plan on pursuing a monocell battery design. And I had, I, I, this cracked me up. Elon Musk tweeted that story and, uh, uh, Part of his tweet said, uh, strange if true, a monocell is electrochemically impossible as max voltage is 100 times too low. Maybe they meant cells bonded together like our structural battery pack. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me let me translate that for you, folks. Hey, Apple, you're making batteries. Oh, what's that? You're making them just like ours. Yeah, thought so. Could have bought us two years ago. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> all right uh yeah so that really made me laugh uh musk going after <laughs> apple like that i feel like steve jobs wouldn't have uh made the same mistake passing on a leading company like that like, <laughs> like yeah he was such a visionary yeah. i feel like he would have jumped all over that yeah and, and especially because you look at his past with apple he was constantly pushing What's the new thing we can get in on? What's the new thing we can get in on? And ever since he died, all they're doing is giving us new generations of iPhones. And better cameras. And emojis. Better cameras. And emojis. Thank you. Right. (laughs) So, so, I mean, it's good that they're finally getting into it. But like you said, they missed it. He wouldn't have missed it. I don't think he would have. No. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree with that. All right. Uh, Should move move on to the, the other China news that we've got? Yeah, let's keep going. All right, Alibaba has been in the news a bit. Uh, recall from the past, we talked about them, you know, screwing up that Ant um, IPO. Well, they're back in the news again. Apparently, they really pissed China off. Um, I don't know if you saw their their plea. Their hey, uh, just so you guys know, China, you can have any part of the you know the Ant business that 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 you know that state might need. Uh, just please let this go through. <laughs> That's right. Jack Ma tried to give the government a, a, a piece of the pie. <laughs> he tried to give the communist government that basically owns everything. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh. But now they're back in the market, uh, in the news again, because China has apparently opened up an investigation into Alibaba's, and I'm quoting here, suspected monopolistic conduct. Mm, suspected. Uh, yeah, last week you're talking about them having over ninety percent market share. And yeah, <laughs> suspected monopolistic <laughs> conduct. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so here's I'm reading just from the website here. Uh, the regulator seems to take an issue with Alibaba's choosing one from two policy in particular. According to TechCrunch, that policy forces merchants to sell on Alibaba platforms exclusively and prevents them from selling on rival e-commerce websites such as JD.com and PinDuoDuo. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Jack Ma seems to have really pissed somebody off in the government. Maybe if you own, you know, a big company in a dictatorship or totalitarian regime, don't yeah, right. criticize the financial regulatory system they put in place. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, freedom of speech is not a thing in China, as we are seeing with Alibaba. No. <laughs> you are not free to say whatever you like over there about the government. I think this means I'm probably going to have to sell my shares finally, and that hurts. Oh, yeah. They've gone, they went, when we were first talking about that Ant IPO, they were over 300 a share. I know. Now they're at like 228 or 225, somewhere around there. 220, 225. Yeah. Oh, and what's crazy is, is as a company and in terms of profit, I, I think they're undervalued. I mean, I know they're undervalued, but we don't know yeah. how long the Chinese government is going to keep this pain on Jack Ma. We don't know. So uh, <laughs> I think you may be right. I don't, I don't know. Normally in a situation like this, and I've actually said this several times on this program, like, oh, Alibaba keeps dipping. That's a good buy point. That's a good buy point. Yeah. With this latest news, I'm sorry, it's not. It's not a good buy point. You gotta let, you gotta let this play out. I think it's time to jump out. Get back in when and it's over, and Alibaba's back. I, uh, in I think business. you gotta hope that Jack Ma steps down or turns the company over to somebody else. I think that's our only hope at this point. <laughs> right, right. He, he seems to be aside. marked for death. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and it's not like they're gonna take all his money. He can step down and still be a rich guy. Come on. Right. All right. Last uh, last bit that I got to cover here. I just want to talk real quick about a term I just saw uh, the other day called the Santa Claus rally. Mm, Santa Claus. Apparently, we've just entered into that point. So basically, from Christmas Eve until the end of the year is one of the historically best seven day stretches for the markets. All right. Boasting an average return of 1.3%, the second best performance among any seven-day period in a year. That span has also finished positive for 78% of the some uh, 250 trading sessions. Oh, wow. According to LPL Financial. and Yeah. So the, the next week that we've got, or at least the next three trading days that we've got, should be positive. Historically speaking, it's one of the best times to be, I guess, in the market. What I'm hearing is when my portfolio goes down over the next three days, it means I'm really, really bad at this game. <laughs> really unlucky. So let's see. Yeah, it, it covers the last five trading days in the first two sessions of the new year. That's that's what's called the, uh, the Santa Claus rally. Santa Claus rally. Okay, so because... New what New Year's Day is this upcoming Friday, so we've got this whole next five mm -hmm. trading days, and then the Monday after. Yeah. All right. So uh, maybe the two days after. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Maybe my bet like pick will go up a hundred percent. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe reindeers are real. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute! They actually are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah re reindeer are real. Flying reindeer. However, are questionable. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Well, yeah. <laughs> Is that enough news? That's. I think that's enough news. All right, let's do it. All right, cue that music, sir. Just put those stock tickers on the list. Go through the charts so nothing gets missed. Today's trades they could all turn to gold. I'm playing stocks till I'm out of the hole. All right. I guess uh, I'll lead us off in stocks here, Kyle, since uh, you ended the news. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't have a whole lot of action moving in and out of anything new. 
Uh, I did, however, have some action with a reverse split that happened to me. Ugh. Okay, so, so I wake up on Wednesday and two things strike, hit me right in the face. The first is my Hexo, H-E-X-O, marijuana company, which, which I bought at a dollar two cents a share, is now worth four dollars a share. So what do I immediately think? Oh, that's, yep. I immediately think, holy shit, I picked a stock that went up 400 per, 300% in a day? No. <laughs> because when I looked at yep. my portfolio balance, it was down $40 at the bell. And I went, what the, what is happening? Oh, uh, yeah. So I had a minor freak out. Hexo did a reverse split. So they did a four for one reverse split. So every, so I, every, every four shares in Hexo that I had now become one share. And it's instead of being worth around a dollar, it's worth around $4. Ugh. And on top of that, Ameritrade charged me a $38, $39 reorganization fee, which I went through before when, with, uh, I don't know if you remember with, uh, was it Vivint Solar and Sunrun merged? Yeah. And I had yep. both those companies and they charged me that fee and I threw a fit. They, they reversed it, but they were like, hey, now you know, don't expect this to be happening in the future. So I didn't even call yeah, but customer support. I really feel like they should give you some kind of warning on that. I mean, that's a bit ridiculous. Uh, right? I, okay, so I, and I admit I was not using my desktop because there is a spot in the desktop where you can click on, on in, in Ameritrade where you can click and find out uh, upcoming events like that, that that isn't there on the app. Uh, so yeah, I was really frustrated. Uh, what I ended up doing was just transferring that fee in from my bank account and paying for it. So, cause I didn't want to pay for it from my portfolio, uh, and bring my right. percentage down for the day. Cause I didn't actually lose that money in stock trading. And, and I, I reached out to Robinhood customer support and I was like, Hey, if, uh, if there's a split or a reverse split, do you charge any fees? And, and after three or four interactions, I got it very clearly stated, no, Robinhood doesn't. So while Robinhood, mm. we know we, we, we ran that story last week where they, they did some stuff that was kind of iffy that, that cost their investors money. So that it's, it's like the fees are, are right. hidden in the transactions. I consider this to be like Ameritrade has free stock trading too. Yeah, but you are going to pay a fee for reorganization. And, and just because I'm seeing it and, and I'm emotionally reacting to it doesn't mean I, should, I shouldn't be able to take a step back and rationally say like, well, there are hidden costs in Robinhood just because I'm seeing it in Ameritrade doesn't make it bad. So uh, I managed, even though I was so angry when it happened, I, I calmed down and was like, okay, well, that's just the cost of doing business on Ameritrade. If I want access to all their things, I have to accept that if there's a split, a reverse split, a reorganization, it's going to cost me 40 bucks. Okay, I'm over it. I guess that just tells you you just need to keep an eye out when those splits are coming up. There is a handy tab on the desktop version where you can look at those events coming up and maybe check it once a month and make sure you don't have something coming up on the on the future so you can at least dump those shares before. Right, because right. if you would have sold them before the split and bought them after the split, you'd been right in the same boat. You wouldn't have lost $38. I wouldn't have lost $38. And what, what, really, what really burned me up inside was there was nothing about H-E-X-O, Hexo, that other than being a pot stock, there's nothing special about it. It was, I had cash left over from my trades and I thought, I don't want this sitting in cash. 
I think the pot sector as a whole has a good chance. I'll roll the dice. This is, it's a dollar a share. I'll buy some shares. No big deal. What's the worst that happens? It goes from a dollar down to, to 85 cents and my stop loss kicks out. I lose 15 cents a share. Oh, big deal. Right? Right. And so, yeah. I, so I bought it. And then like, yeah, the next day that happened. Oh, uh, the, the, now that I'm saying it out loud, the worst thing was seeing it opening my app and seeing it at $4 a share and it not having got there, honestly. It got there through a reverse split. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my yeah, God, I'm a genius. The best frame of mine. Went from a dollar to $4. Oh, I'm so rich. No. And then you, yeah, then not only that, not only am I not a genius, but I also just lost a bunch of money on a, right. on a reorganization fee that I didn't know existed. Going from genius to idiot in two seconds is painful. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, uh, the the other thing, and and I can't stop talking about them. Jumia Technologies, JMIA. I had a big. They had a big run at the beginning of the week, and I sold out of them. And the next couple of days, they did drop down, and I bought back in, and that felt really good because it, it meant I got to keep the gains. I mean, it was it was up what, like fifteen percent monday or tuesday it was almost up to 50 bucks a share it was i think it just peaked right above 49 then it dropped down to 44 45 yeah yeah i mean it was it was yeah it was pushing 50 i mean it was it was just on a tear and uh uh yeah we'll 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 cover that here in the next segment but i think i killed that rally (laughs) it's all your fault (laughs) um and of course i held on to my farfetch ltd uh it was kind of sideways for the week i think up up just like a percentage point or two, not not a ton of growth, uh, but it uh, it's you know held its value. Um, I consider that to be one of my mm-hmm. my better long term picks because it's just I just keep week by week watching it grow a little bit. And then and then I yeah. did I did invest in uh, STNE and uh, for our bet, and I did buy a share. Well, I actually bought a few shares of Bed Bath and Beyond, uh, more than a few shares. I, I bought mm-hmm. into Bed Bath and Beyond, but when they started to go down, I sold all but one. <laughs> <laughs> like oh kyle's bet's not popping it's not popping i should have sold mine i i held it it's not popping i'm selling i wasn't expecting it to pop yet i i bought it early to try to catch it when the pop does happen i'm mm. expecting the pop leading up to the earnings gotcha what date are they having their earnings on january 7th not confirmed but january 7th i'm expecting it to run up leading to that point mm. um haven't gotten there yet though all right. Well, that, that that about sums up my uh, stock trading this week. Not a whole lot going on. Just that stupid reverse split. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot either. Um, I basically made one or two trades. I sold out uh, my AMD shares because uh, they started dropping. I wanted to keep it at a point where uh, I had a set dollar amount that I was trying to make sure I, I hit with that trade. So right when I got to that point, I threw in a quick... Uh, you know, tight trailing stop loss. Sold that out, and then I used those funds to buy as much Bed Bath & Beyond as I could. <laughs> <laughs> and it was looking really good until Thursday. And uh, Thursday just, you know, thank you, Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you're trying to get us more money, but you're also costing me money. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's tied right up yeah. to that stimulus. Uh, that was the only two moves I made as far as uh, stock trading. I had a couple couple stuff to go over in options but i do have some follow-up for the earnings that we highlighted uh last week you want to go over those now yeah how did those go okay so leslie uh they were the first ones to report they had an earnings beat 
And that stock over the course of that week rose about 20%. Whew. Um, they're, they still beat, but they weren't, uh, like if you look at the, the year previous, the same quarter, they were still down. And that's kind of the same with all three of the ones that we're looking at. Uh, Cintas also posted an earnings beat, but that stock dropped about $15 a share. Oh, ouch. And Paychex, that was the one that we thought would see the most uh, pain. Yeah. Uh, they actually posted another earnings beat, which was kind of surprising. Wow. Uh, the stock jumped initially, but then kind of fell off after the end there. They did report after they released their earnings that the recent COVID surges haven't have not hurt the company yet, so... I th- I'm thinking that when people saw that uh, report, that they probably figured there was going to be some more pain coming up here in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. They figured they wouldn't say that if there was an upcoming pain. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So we we were right on Leslie. It looks like we were wrong on Cintas. And Paychex was kind of just, yeah, hasn't, not really changed all that much. So, so another way of saying that is we were also wrong on Paychex. <laughs> I would say one and a half of Yeah, one three. and a half. <laughs> There you go. One fifty percent. That's a passing grade. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'd like to take a minute to to talk about uh, uh, Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage. Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen, and Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage is an equal housing lender. She's a certified mortgage advisor focusing on finding the right product for you and your needs. Sue's got over 20 years of experience and has helped thousands of homeowners, whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage. Uh, Sue is your gal. She can take care of you. Licensed in 25 states and growing. Uh, you really, if you're, if you're considering any mortgage product, or even if you've got a mortgage and you want to see if you can get a better rate. Reach out, see what she can do for you. The best way to reach Sue is to just give her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. That's S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. That's the best way to reach out to her. See what Sue can do for you. Uh, Fairway Independent Mortgage, MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen, MLS number 206048. And once again, that email is spullen at fairwaymc. All right, Kyle, you ready to talk about some options? I am. You've got to know when to hold them, know when to sold them, know when to walk away. Those calls are done, you never count your money. When you're holding on the contracts, there'll be time enough for counting when the options exercise. All right, so... I started off my week, as I said, with selling out my AMD. Um, this first move here was just for my mental health. Uh, nothing worse than selling out a stock that you still like and then watching it rebound. Mm. <laughs> yes. So I bought some $94 weekly calls, which I hate doing weeklies. We've already talked about that, but I did it anyway because I thought for sure that it wasn't going to stay down on Monday. I thought it was going to end the week back at that 95 mm-hmm. range. And... It was just a way for me to kind of keep my toes in the water. I was able to just kind of invest some of the profits I made in the uh, the shares I had sold. Yeah. To kind of keep my skin in the game with it. Uh, that didn't work. They expired Thursday. <laughs> worthless. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a whole lot. It didn't it was, work. <laughs> yeah. I still managed to, to turn a profit from the, the stock trade, so I can't get too upset. Uh, and then my last move was uh, <laughs> your stock, Jumia. 
I bought some January 15th $50 calls. <laughs> uh, I bought I bought some uh, I think yeah. I think Tuesday when it dipped and then I bought some the next day after that when it dipped again. And I'm pretty sure I'm the one who killed its rally. Yeah. <laughs> after I bought that second one, uh, yeah, it just kept going down from there. And I still got a couple more weeks. I remember the text message was, well, I bought some Jumia calls at $50, so it's probably going to go down now. <laughs> and you were prophetic, my yeah. friend. Very prophetic. Oh, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> what was the other stock that you were you were upset about? Uh Still going up. That oh JKS. I asked you if you wanted me to buy some <laughs> some calls on that one and kill its rally too, so it stopped taunting you. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. Uh, I I hope you did because it did it did turn around uh, and 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 it's it's pulled back a bit. Yeah. No, I did not. Thank goodness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some JKS on Monday. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I'll buy some puts, and that should guarantee you a profit. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's that's very kind of you. Uh, did you do any option trading this week, or is that pretty much your week summed up? I did. Yeah. I did. I, I did trade some options this week. Um, I'm still playing with MJ calls. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that, that pot stock ETF. When I first bought these calls, the, the, the share price was around $15.50, and I bought some January 15th calls, uh, $15 calls, and... It went up to about 16. I'm like, all right, this was a really good move. I, I held them. And then the pot's been tricky. Uh, mm, a lot yeah. of them will go up. A lot of them will go down. Of the three ETFs that I follow, uh, the MJ has not done well. The other two have done great. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, the one I'm invested in, it actually dipped below $15 this week. So the, the, the coupon, when I originally bought it, was at like $1.20, and it got down to, to $0.65, cents, almost 50%. Uh, and and I, I, I doubled down. Oh, I said, you no. know what, there's still time, uh, right? Yeah. Um, and no, I ended the week. It's, still, it's at $0.68. Cents. I bought, I bought no, I, sorry, I, I tripled down. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you take the num- if you take the number of, of, of options I bought initially, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I bought twice that amount uh, oh, no. at at, uh, at at sixty five. Well, some at sixty five, some at seventy. Uh, so this week, and and I'm hoping that Santa Claus brings me joy. What what I what I did was I lowered my my average from um, so all the calls I have are now only have cost me ninety cents, uh, mm-hmm. even though it, and so it's around seventy sixty eight cents. So if when it gets to ninety, um, I'm going to sell if when when it gets to ninety, yeah. it's not going to. Yeah. There's no chance it could go down. That's not how this game works. <laughs> my plan is it gets to ninety, I sell out all the ones I triple down on and keep my original. Uh, uh, and, and I, w- I will have seen a modest gain. I have, I have to say, I'm, I at least managed to resist the siren's call of doubling down on my AMD calls. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was oh. tempted, too. I, I was uh, real close a couple days there. I'll just sell them off by the end of the day. By the end of the day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did sit. I put a lot of thought before I did it. I didn't do it on a whim. 
Yeah. I, I had the thought and then it was like an hour and a half later. The the stock price hadn't really moved. It'd gone up a few cents, down a few cents. It was the option price was the same. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? January fifteenth, I think there's a good chance I can catch tailwinds of stimulus and electoral college being finalized. Uh, so so I went ahead. And yeah. and I like I said, I have the game plan. I'm not I'm not trying to double my money here. I'm trying to w- let this stock option go from 68 cents up to 90 cents right. and then selling out those two thirds of it uh, and, and then letting my original option purchase ride out to see where it gets on the week of the 15th. We'll see if he can uh, stick with that strategy. Just don't get greedy. Right. Well, moving forward, I think I'm, I'm, I'm tweaking my strategy to uh, remember, I've talked before. Like, where I want to find, I want to hit a ceiling. So, I want, I want to do, start doing, uh, like, because I think marijuana is going to move upward all year mm-hmm. uh, with with the MJ calls. Uh, for for whatever reason, YOLO people don't trade options on that. There's not a lot of open interest. I don't know why. Uh, it's a, it's a much more steady move, mover. I would prefer to be trading options on YOLO, but they're not there. So right. what I want to do with MJ is to is to like when I sell these January fifteenth calls, there's February middle of February calls, middle of March calls. I want to uh, buy one middle of March call and then and use that to watch the price go up and down. And uh, I want to start trying to buy low and sell at like a twenty percent gain. Mm-hmm. And then see if it dips down again, and if it dips, buy more, sell at a twenty percent gain, and and see how that does for me. Uh, uh, by because there have been so many times I've been trading options where I've seen a twenty to forty percent gain, and I think, ooh, this is going all the way to a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna hold, and 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 then it just drops the next day. So I'm I'm hoping that I can get a rhythm going with with uh, an industry that I do have faith in. And uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, I'll keep you posted. All right. Sounds like it should be interesting, if nothing else. Hey, Kyle, have you been seeing any alerts lately? <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing alerts in, in Fuel Cell, the January $13 calls and the April $10 calls, both with bullish sen- sentiment. Oh, yeah? And then the other one was GameStop. GameStop uh, was kind of split. There was uh, two alerts. I think one of them was a put and one was a, a call. And GameStop's actually been pushing $19 a share. If you remember the infamous side bet, oh, uh, that had dropped yes. down to 13 Oh, I remember. And we were both thinking that that was probably a good time to buy back into it. And I don't think either of us actually did. Yeah. So, God damn it, we missed out. No, I got too many other stocks going I on. I know. Like, what <laughs> do I sell? GameStop. I don't know. <laughs> but That's 13 to 19 That's a huge movement god damn it i know that's it's almost 50 percent it's over 40 percent god should have been one of our bets <laughs> right ah. Ah, well, stupid uh, game. it's also interesting f cells interesting to me they're on my list of bouncers mm-hmm. and my list of electric vehicle stocks to, to watch there are two of my watch lists yeah uh they have been moving really good they I move think a before lot we started they go this call and they go down uh, a lot uh sometimes in the same day that's why they're on my bouncer list yeah but what i'm saying is is i've seen a few days of sustained up yeah, yeah. and i think uh, uh before we we started hitting record i even mentioned like i feel like i missed a buy point on there yeah f-cell like they just keep going like they're, they're, what, what the hell's happening and then you told me about the options alert so they're one to keep an eye on that could have been what was driving that that jump in the price too. The other one, uh, 
I didn't see any alerts on them, but Bloom Energy um, also has been trading back up near its high again, too. So that's another one to keep an eye on. Uh, they had that pull Bloom back. Energy? Yeah. The, the the first bet I think I had, the one I smashed you with. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Looks like they're they're starting to move again, too. So, yeah, I think we need to keep an eye on those guys. Hey, what what's that sound over there? What? Where? <laughs> okay. I don't have a lot of good to choose from, Dan. What do you? Yeah. Yeah. JMIA. Uh. They killed it at the beginning of the week. I sold out because I thought this run is going to have a fall afterwards. And I was right. And I feel really good about it. <laughs> Did you sell out as soon as I told you I was buying? <laughs> no, no. I, I had bought a little bit. Because when they had a modest drop, and then you told me you were buying, and then they dropped again, and I bought a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy some more of them come Monday morning. <laughs> that one does seem to take off quick when it does. What's weird is, and, and I don't know why, maybe because it is in such a good position to grow, it's got a lot of support from talking heads on cable news networks and in articles like this yeah. this stock has a what i would call american yeah this has a lot of institutional support yeah. the american institution of investing is is really pushing this one so uh i gotta figure like hey might as well ride that wave right if they're gonna yeah. keep pushing it um really but but no good just just mine i'm the only one who gets a good no i, mean, I'm I, fine with that, I, I, I guess i can throw my amd pro i mean i i still made a pretty nice profit on amd I mean, I bought those at eighty-two dollars hey. a share, and I sold them at ninety-two, roughly. So I mean, yeah, and and you showed a lot of patience because you held through some dips to get there. Yeah, I almost. But I wish I had more money. I would have bought more when it was below seventy or below eighty. I mean, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I still gave some of those back, so it's not that great of a good. Again, I know why I did it, so I can't feel too bad about it. At least acknowledge that, hey, this is a stupid plan, but I'm doing it because I have to for my own sanity. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes you make bad moves and it's better. I mean, you're going to do it anyway. Just acknowledge that it's bad. If nothing else, then uh, it at least reinforces in your head that, hey, I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe next time you won't do it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I think my bad for the week was, uh, can, I, can I say making the wrong bet last week? Uh, sure. You know I mean? It can be anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I didn't buy into both my bet picks. I, I, I was going back and forth between STNE and uh, Blink Energy, BLNK. Oh, that's and right. Oof. Oof, yeah, BL, BLNK almost. ended the week. Yeah, BLK almost went up fifty percent this past week, and Ouch. I did not pick them, and and that that hurt my soul. <laughs> you went with the safe one because when you're, when you're behind, you can't go safe. It and it and it hurts not just because I didn't like. Obviously, it's fun to win the bet, but I back these up with money now. If I had backed Blink up with money, if I'd put. If I'd bought into them, ah, I could have made a lot. You may need to I stop didn't. backing them with money. I felt like we were doing better when we weren't putting our money in it. <laughs> <laughs> we were. I know. 
Oh, that's so awesome. All right. My bad is uh, moving in on Bed Bath & Beyond, um, <laughs> backing yeah. up my bet. And that, yeah. that, the bet itself wasn't the bad part. It was buying into it uh, that I considered the bad. I, I got impatient, and I finally just bought it when it was at 1920 a share because it looked like it was that's going. That's right. Monday it was up. It looked like it was going to keep running, so I finally just bought it. Uh, I kept setting, yeah. you know, I kept set, I set like an 1890. It never dipped below that. I said a 19, it didn't dip below that. Then it ran up to 1920 and looked like it was going to keep going. So I said a 1920 buy. It dipped down, bought that, uh, ran up a little bit, bounced between 19 and uh, 1940 next couple days, and then it just dropped on for uh, Thursday. So if I would have kept my mm. patience, I could have had it a couple times, you know, in the 1880 range, and uh, I didn't have the patience. I, I wanted it now. You know, what if it doesn't ever come back down again? Well, you know, usually it does. <laughs> and if it doesn't, then <laughs> find another one. I could have found another one to bet into. So, yeah, I'm, uh, nominate. yeah. I'm not nominating necessarily my bet i'm nominating the way i backed it up i i also bought into it at at, at just over 19 okay so uh, it wasn't just me <laughs> thank god <laughs> it wasn't just you but you know when it closed monday it, it closed monday it was it was like 19 dollars 30 something cents so yeah. like it had a day of being like oh man kyle's beating me stne isn't up this much but then it just spent the rest of the week going down <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, what's your ugly? Uh, I think my my ugly has got to be the 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 Ameritrade reverse split fee because uh, I I know we we don't off we usually talk in percentages here, but I'll give you a glimpse into to what I got going on. I, I like I said I had some just stupid cash sitting there and thought I'll I'll throw it somewhere. I had I had a hundred bucks right, and I thought oh a dollar share I'll buy a hundred shares right. Mm-hmm. $100 worth of this stock. The fee for the reverse split was $39. So I view that as I lost 39% on a freaking stock. If it was an option, I'd be like, well, that's what happens when you play options, you get burned. I don't expect to lose 39%, 39% in a day. No. Okay. No. That's just stupid. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that's ugly for me. Yeah. So to give the, give you some, some, some detail into that, like I said, it was a stupid piddling little trade that I didn't need. Just, just thought, well, I don't want all my money. I don't, I, I like to have all my cash sitting in, in securities. I'll throw this last hundred bucks in a penny stock. Ah! <laughs> uh, that's one trade, right? <laughs> I feel like my ugly's got to be my trading over the last two weeks. <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> just in general, <laughs> I just feel like everything I do is just turning. You know, everything is. I'm either too late or I'm too early on everything I'm trying to do, and I'm starting to second guess myself, and I need to flush everything and just get back to the basics of what I have been doing that was making me successful. So I kind of, that's why I didn't have a whole lot of action this last week. I took a lot of that time off in order to spend you know, more time with the family, not think about the market. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to go back mm-hmm. to looking at the, you know, trying to follow the strategies that had been somewhat successful, you know, the 10 weeks before that, or however much it was. So that means yeah. not just trying to yeah. buy into something because I think it's good, but actually looking for like those options alerts or other things that, that key me into somebody else thinking it might be good. The mm-hmm. ones that I pick mm-hmm. on my own haven't been that great. The ones that I follow other people doing have been. So I need to stop trying to be smarter than I think I am and just recognize what's been successful and try to stick with that. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I, I'm right in the same boat with you. I do my lists, but I've been paying more attention to my stupid watch lists of like bouncers and stuff, which several of them I found through my list. So mm -hmm. I need to focus it more on, on, on my lists that were, what were making me good progress like farfetch ltd i found that because of my lists right i need to find more of those yeah uh what were you saying kyle you're excited for something i'm super excited i've been listening to the stupid clip you sent me uh like on a loop almost my wife is pissed because <laughs> she's got it stuck in her head and she's never even seen the movie but we've got new segment oh. music and we're gonna play it right Ooh, now that's right God, I get chills when I hear that. Yes. I would put our yes. intro music up against any other podcast in the industry right now. <laughs> if you think somebody else has got better intros, All right. better segments than we do, please send it to us. Yeah. I want to argue yeah, with you. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for a bet. Did you want to go first? Is yes. it losers first? Yeah, we're doing losers first. You, yes, because you, you go. You go first, because I'm the big winner, 4%. The more we've been talking the more I'm afraid you're going to steal my bet. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I know we've been talking a lot about, uh, I talked last week about just going Bed Bath & Beyond and just running that on autopilot. Yeah. Um, I've decided to, to, to make this more interesting. I'm going to pick one that's got a ton of volatility because I think it might give you a shot to, to get back into this race. But I'm going to go with Fuel Cell, F-Cell. Oh shit! Uh, after seeing those options alerts on that, uh, I think I think that it's not done bouncing, and I wanna I wanna try to ride that up a little bit higher. I'm just hoping I get my 15% stop limit oh. on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause cause they are a bouncer, you know, and and, oh, yeah. and several days up usually means that they're gonna come back down. Uh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I I. I'm sitting here and I've got two that 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 I'm debating. I, I I'm I'm wondering if Blink Energy B L N K can continue. Ooh. Their news that they're riding on is they keep getting new contracts to install charging stations at in in big areas. Right. Uh, that's what's so so. I think the 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 market sentiment is they're going to become the leader in electric vehicle charging like uh you know we've got all these gas stations now uh well blink might be the shell oil of tomorrow you know the 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 bp uh, you know the old you know mobile gas stations shell gas stations chevron gas stations oil companies that have gas stations right blink charging may become the dominant charging place where you go to a a center that has their charging stations. and even if they're not like the the people owning the actual stations they're, they're also one of the leaders in the manufacturing of the equipment so if other people are putting in stations right. in their gas stations then uh, there's a good chance right. that they'll be buying their stuff so so I don't think their rally, I don't think their, their, their upward movement is done, but I, looking at my lists for Thursday, uh, you know, I, I did, not, they're on it, but there's a company that just hit five days in a row, and you know, that's a big signal to me. The, the ones that hit five days in a row are far more likely 
to turn into like a Farfetch LTD, where here I am several months later, and it's like, yep, they're still going up. When are they going to stop? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Builders First, BLDR, they've been on and off my list a lot in the past few months, and they just hit five days in a row, and I'm thinking, hey, new construction going into 2021. These guys could, these guys could be, you know, get that Santa Claus lift. Oh, oh yeah, and also Activision Blizzard showed up on my list on Thursday. By oh, you the way. cannot pick my stock, you dick. <laughs> so, so should I pick Kyle's stock? Should I pick my stock, or should I pick the thing my list is telling me? Ah, final answer: Blink Energy, BLNK. Final answer. All right, that's my bet. Hey. The theme song says we make our picks with no regrets. That's right. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> all right, folks. That's our show for this week. Thanks for sticking around and listening to all of our jibber-jabber. Uh, we love you. We love it when you reach out to us. Please, please, please hit us up. Give us comments, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, send us emails to bulls at financialneptude.com. Give us a call, 725-22-BULLS. We'd love to hear your voice. And all these other listeners want to hear it too. You know I'm going to play it on the air. <laughs> also, uh, next week, I think uh, we're going to be looking at releasing a bonus episode. Ooh. Um, doing some stock market uh, question and answer kind of things. So if you've got any questions about any terms, any strategies, uh, what things mean if you're a beginner... Uh, please send those our way. We'll do our best to answer all that we can and hopefully have that out uh, Absolutely. for the new year. Absolutely. So we hope you had a great uh, holiday season, everybody. Christmas if you celebrate it. Kwanzaa if you celebrate it. Hanukkah if you celebrate it. Winter solstice if you don't celebrate it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> anyway, have a good new year, folks. We love you. Take care. Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.